welcome 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 this is the unpopular podcast it's your boy Jalen, and you know i'm gonna be transparent with y'all i don't think my you know i'm famous enough or my opinions will have somebody running for me so i live in maryland uh, maryland the tip of dc i'm pretty much three minutes out of dc and about two days ago it was 70 degrees outside i was loving it you know i was i was on my baby boy Walking outside in basketball shorts and a white shirt. You know, I felt good. This morning, it was 30 degrees. 30 degrees. So, lo and behold, I'm sick. So, my voice sounds raspy. If you hear me sniffling, if I cough a little bit, please forgive me. Like, you know, I'm sick. But this is the Unpopular Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. Oh, and if you haven't, Go check out my last episode. I dropped an emergency podcast on Saturday about NFL free agency. I just had a discussion about it, you know, some of the big names, some of the big moves. And if you haven't, go check that out. So, Selection Sunday for March Madness, you know, for the tournament was yesterday. And we pretty much got a gist of, you know, the the teams, what's going to happen, and this is going to be my March Madness special. Just like the NFL special, I'm not going to talk about every single team. I'm not going to break down why all 64 teams could win it. I'm not doing all that. That's corny. That's I'm not doing all that. I ain't got no time. You don't want to hear one person talk about that for three hours. So I'm going to just talk about it. Uh, I'm going to talk about who's going to get upset first, Who should who should have made it. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, the bracket breakdown, not, not all the way. And we're just going to talk. So like we, like we thought Duke, UAV, North Carolina and Gonzaga were number one seeds. Duke with an uh, overall number one. It kind of, it kind of took me back a little bit like, damn Duke, the overall number one, they were struggling, but I also have to remember they were struggling without, Zion, which is arguably the greatest basketball player in the world, if you ask some people. And I was like, I thought Gonzaga had a better season. I did realize that out of all these four teams, Duke was the only one to win their conference tournament, so makes sense. And I, I think they got it right. Duke clearly has the best players. I don't know about the best team, but the best players. UAV was on the tear this entire UAV. UVA, I'm sorry, University of Virginia, was on the tear this entire year. Kyle Guy is probably one of the best three-point shooters in the nation. UNC, you know, they they probably had one of the best in-conference right. I think they went like 16 and 16 and like three or something. You know, Kobe White. And, and, and for people that know me, yes, I'm a North Carolina fan, but I like to be as objective as possible. With that being said, yes, North Carolina will win the championship. But, you know, we'll just talk about it. We'll talk about it. And Gonzaga. Gonzaga's huge, man. Gonzaga is a huge team. Gonzaga does have a player, Hiru or something, whatever his last name is, um, probably going in the top five. And, you know, they, they got the number ones right. Do I think that – I think North, I think if there was anybody that could have been a number one – I don't know if they would have, and because I don't know which team you would take out, but Michigan State could have been a number one. They beat Michigan what three times this year, and they pretty much any time they were faced with a 
I know they got like a couple people injured, and they uh, one of their players got injured on Sunday or Saturday. You know, rest and recovery. I think he like broke something, unfortunately. But yeah, Michigan State could have been a number one, but I don't see how you take. You definitely not taking Duke because they're the pretty much overall number one. You're not taking UVA, North Carolina. I don't think so. And Gonzaga, no. So, I think they pretty much got it right with the number ones. And for, let me let, let me talk about this. We're just gonna just jump to the bracket breakdown. All right. So, the East, you know, we have Duke, uh, Michigan State, Louisville, Minnesota's tough, LSU, Maryland. VCU, UCF, Mississippi State, so Virginia Tech. So, <laughs> if this to me, this to me is by far the weakest bracket. Well, it's either they're them or the, the West, which is Gonzaga, Syracuse, Baylor, Marquette, Florida State, Texas Tech, Nevada, Florida, no, you're right. The East and the West had the two weakest brackets. And while that, I mean, you still got to win and you still got to play the teams. They, I, I believe when you look at the, when you look at the brackets, the people, the selection people, they understand that the tournament time is the most important time in college basketball. And it's one of the most important times for gambling and one of the most important times for sports of the year. Everybody, not everybody, every sports fan is filling out a bracket. You have offices that don't watch basketball at all that fill out brackets. So we know and and people know that it would be bad if Duke was out the second weekend. People would know that it would be bad if Gonzaga, who is a number one seed, would be out the sec- the third weekend. Now, of course, it can still happen. There could be upsets, but it's it's highly unlikely when you look at the the bracket. When let's see, so if Gonzaga won the next round, they either play Syracuse or Baylor. Syracuse is not good offensively, but they do have the zone defense, and Baylor. Baylor's well, they're Baylor. <laughs> After that, they're either playing the winner of Marquette, Murray State, or Florida State in Vermont. It, again, the, the 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 voters know, and the people that do the regions and brackets, everything they know, they're gonna make the most exciting teams. They're gonna they're gonna make they're gonna try to make the pathway not not easy. But easier than a lot of play, a lot of a lot of other teams, and I say that because now let's look at the Midwest bracket. Yes, this is a little bit of North Carolina fandom in me, and a little bit of man, what the hell, bro? So look at North Carolina's path. In the Midwest, you have North Carolina, Utah State, Washington, Auburn. Who Auburn is the hottest team in the in the country right now. New Mexico State, Kansas, Iowa State, 
who beat Kansas in the Big 12 championship. Ohio State, Houston, Warford, and Kentucky. They, <laughs> the selection people always do this, bro. Like, they always try to hold North Carolina, man. Like, it, it don't make no type of sense that in the Sweet 16, if we make, when we make it to the Sweet 16, and if Kansas makes it at four, that we will be playing Kansas in the Sweet 16 in Kansas City. So pretty much we're playing a road game. And even if we don't, we don't see Kansas and see someone like Auburn, Auburn, again, is the hottest team in college basketball right now. And on top of that, let's go back. We play Iota the first game. We should we should win that. After that, we have to play Washington or Utah State, who, while they're not the most famous teams, them teams ain't ain't no teams to be, to be playing around with. It's not like going against Syracuse or Baylor or going against, who would they go against? Go against VCU or UCF or going against Old Miss or Oklahoma. And then if that's not. If that's not tough enough, an elite eight, we would have to go against number two, Kentucky, which for the most of the season, they were projected as number one, like a number one seed. Look, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not crying or anything. I'm not saying, damn, North Carolina, you know, they're trying, they're trying to make a lose. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is this, though. It's crazy how easy of a, of a time the, I guess you can, outside of, no, strength of strength of teams. It's crazy how Duke has the, their hardest competition is number two, is number two, Michigan State. And Gonzaga's toughest matchup is, I would say Michigan, but Michigan keeps losing. Florida State, maybe? Maybe? But we got to hit. In fact, our bracket, which which was funny, our bracket, if you look between North Carolina, Kansas, and Kentucky, we have three of the four most championships. Like, if you put Duke in, those are the four teams that have the most championships, I believe. And we have to play, we have to play two of them if we, if we make it that, when we make it that far. That's, that's wild. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. But I understand. They're, they always do this. They always, the, the year that we won the championship, they had us going. They had us going against. We had to go against Kentucky. Remember that we had to go against Kentucky, and, and Luke May went at the buzzer beater. It's, it's, it always happens this way. And we would have went against uh, what Duke, but they lost. So you know, I am excited though that it could be a North Carolina Duke. Uh, National championship. I am very excited about that. I think even with a healthy Zion, we can beat Duke. Hell, we only lost by one in the ACC champ ACC semifinals. And that's because Zion's big swole ass got a put back rebound that was the most athletic put back rebound I've ever seen in my life. And we did miss what, six or seven free throws. So But this ain't about to be just a North Carolina podcast. <laughs> I I I could go on and on about North Carolina. That's that's my back breakdown. I don't think I think it's crazy how tough of a road that we have. 
but Gonzaga and Duke is pretty much crit walking to the Final Four when they would have to see each other. But it is what it is, you know what I mean? I do, I do think though they did get some of these matchups right. Uh, I am excited to see the in the West. You have Marquette and Murray State, John Moran against uh, Howard. Was it Marcus Howard? That's exciting. Two incredibly gifted scores. I don't know about Marcus Howard, but I know John Morant is definitely going in the top five. So I'm excited to see that. I even though I did talk all that shit about North Carolina, I, it is it is exciting to see if they do make when they do make it to the Sweet 16, going against Kansas, and then you know testing our might against if we can beat Kansas and Kentucky before we make it to the Final Four, I think we can beat anybody. Uh, I do, I do want to see how far Tennessee goes. Tennessee, I have that they could beat number one Virginia, if you ask me. I think, I think that could be that could really happen. Uh, I don't see anybody in Duke's East bracket winning. Uh, maybe LSU because they're they got a huge team, and maybe Michigan State because they play solid defense. But I don't, I don't see that. And Gonzaga, no. So, they, I do like again. I do like how they did have some some matchups that we do want to see. Michigan State, uh, they would have to go against Louisville the next round, and that's that's two pretty evenly matched teams. Uh, I do want to see how far Oregon goes and Kansas State, and I also want to see how far Florida State goes, but. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's March. This is the most important, most exciting time for college basketball. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's North Carolina. It's, it's, it's North Carolina. Again, y'all should know I'm a huge North Carolina fan. So, you know, bear with me. You're going to, you're going to hear a lot of fandom coming out. And of course, every year you have some teams that should have made it that that got snubbed. North Carolina Goldsboro should have made it to me. They're better than some of the teams that squeaked in. TCU, while TCU didn't have a good in-conference schedule, they did have one of the toughest, toughest uh, schedules. Alabama, same thing, and they actually Alabama out of all of those three teams have the most quadrant run quadrant one wins. And Texas could have made it. Like I said, they just had they had some tough losses, but they had some really good wins. It to be honest with you, when you talked about snubbed, while I the biggest snub to me is UNC Goldsboro or Greensboro. Other than that, I don't. I think the people that got snubbed the most are actually in the tournament. And when I say snubbed, I mean like you really got the short end of the stick. Like a team like like Michigan State. Michigan State won their conference conference tournament. They beat Michigan three times this year. They're statistically one of the best offensive and defensive teams in the league or in the in the in college. And you have them in a bracket with Duke. 
And on top of that, the next round, they would have to play either Minnesota or Louisville. And then on top of that, they would have to play the winner of Maryland, LSU, or Yale. Well, I don't think Yale's going to win that. So that's crazy. And we, and you've heard my gripe about North Carolina, how we have to go against Kentucky and I mean, Kansas and Kansas City and Kentucky. I think uh, Murray State got a got a bad hand. You don't. While the 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 matchup is exciting to see John Moran against Marcus Howard, that you don't. That's not the first team we want to go against. Even though Marquette did struggle and is struggling down the down the down the stretch, that's not really the first team we want to go against. And. And Tennessee, Tennessee kind of got kind of got a bad rap. The you don't want to see Cincinnati the round of. While I think Tennessee can can upset Virginia, you don't want to see the round. You don't want to see Cincinnati the round of thirty two, and you sure as hell don't want to see either Purdue, St. Mary's, or Villanova in the Sweet Sixteen. So. Again, I understand people will be like, ah, man, um, TCU should have made it, which I do think they could have made it. Alabama could have made it. I do think they did snub UNC of Greensboro. But the people that got snubbed to me are, or, or, or hoed, lack of a better term, are in, they are actually in the tournament. And then the one one thing that is always exciting about March Madness and, and, and March are upsets. So I looked at four games that could be major upsets. Now will they will that happen? I don't know. But these these four games are to me the only upsets I can clearly see. And I'm, and I'm not saying like the only upsets in the tournament. I'm saying whoever gets one of these teams to me are going to get upset first. And that's either Louisville over Michigan State. And I, and I know I was just hyping up Michigan State and everything, but Michigan State, they have been playing without their best score the entire year. And while their defense is solid, as you know, you need to score. Louisville destroyed North Carolina before. We they beat them by we they beat North Carolina by twenty one. They came damn near close. They pretty much beat themselves going against Duke. And there was a couple games where they beat themselves pretty much at the end. And I think if they clean if they clean that up. If they would have cleaned up some of them losses, they wouldn't have been a seven seed. They would have been higher. In fact, if they would have cleaned some of some of the mistakes up, they could have went deeper in the ACC tournament. Do I think they would have win? Probably not. But when you beat North Carolina at North Carolina, by the way, by 20, 20 points, and then you go toe to toe with uh, Duke to the end, you have the capability of beating a team. So, 
Michigan State has been going, you know, they, they pretty much score by committee. You actually, you know, you, Langford's been pretty good. But I think not having your best score will really show in the tournament. And Louisville can upset Michigan State. Another t- another one to look out for. I don't know how. All right. Murray State has the pretty much the third or fourth best player in the con- country, which is John ja Moran. I can see uh, Murray State beating Marquette. Marquette is going into the tournament. They've struggled. They've they struggled mightily towards the end of the season. I believe they lost like four straight games, four or five straight games. And while Murray State and Marquette rely too much on one player, which is John Morant and Marcus Howard, I think that Murray State has more pieces around Marquette that can contribute. As I'm saying this, it kind of sounds crazy because I haven't heard not one other player. <laughs> I haven't heard not one other player step up in Murray State. I don't know. That's just a whim. I think while it's pretty much a mid-major against a, a major conference, major team, I think that the Mar- Murray State Marquette is very evenly matched. To me, that's a pick'em game. I don't know. I don't know how. It can go one way left. It can go one way right. I don't know. But I do think Murray State can beat Marquette. I think Florida can beat Nevada. While Nevada has a solid team, Florida pretty much got cheated in the ACC tournament. I mean, SEC tournament. Florida is a great defensive team. They're not the best offensive team, but they can score. They have they have some quick guards that can shoot. In Nevada, they pretty much rely on two players. Now, those two players are tough, but I Oh. <laughs> when you put it all together, I think Florida can beat Nevada. I think Florida has more of a team dynamic than Nevada does. And I think that will show. In fact, I feel really confident about Florida beating Nevada. Now, again, I could be all wrong, and I know for people that's listening to me, I know they'll they'll comment, damn, Jay, you said Florida was going to beat Nevada, and Florida goes out and gets destroyed. I, I mean, again, you can't – this is all my opinion. You can never you can never guess what's going to happen. I mean, nobody thought you outside of UMBC that UMBC would beat Virginia. Nobody, we were underdogs. Uh, we were projected to lose against Kentucky, what, two years ago. So you can't really determine this stuff. It's just, I'm just talking about it. And the biggest upset I have that could happen. Now look, Virginia, not Virginia. Villanova has been struggling majority of the year. Yes, they're coming in hot. They're coming in hot with... They did just win the Big East tournament. They, they outside of that, they, I think they won like their last three or four games. And Villanova's hot. 
but I saw Saint Mary, a Saint Mary's team, handedly beat Gonzaga in whatever conference there are tournament. Yes, Saint Mary's is eleventh seed. The Saint Marys, at least right now, are playing like they should be higher. And I don't know, but I have a feeling that Saint Mary's is gonna beat Villanova the first week, the first game. Field of sixty four. <laughs> or round of sixty four, whatever it's called. I have a feeling Saint Mary's has they have the size. They have the shooting. They can clean up the glass easily. And they have, to me, they have better, they have better, if not equal guard play than Virginia. I mean, Villanova. I I have a feeling that St. Mary's is going to win this game. I really do. I really do. Now, again, I know this, I mean, it might happen, might not happen. I don't know. But that's just my opinion. All this, like I said, this is the unpopular opinions. You know, I, unpopular podcast. So I give them unpopular opinion. I think St. Mary's is going to be Villanova. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> Outside of upsets, we always have sleepers. There's always that one team that goes a lot further than we thought. A lot. There, there's one team like like Loyola last year, or UMBC. Even though they lost, what the third week, I didn't expect them to be get out the first week. There's always one. There's always a couple teams that are sleepers. Sleepers to win it all? I don't know. But sleepers in and of itself. Sleepers, uh, teams that are, to me, are going to exceed expectation. I only have three. It was it was kind of hard to pinpoint. Because, I, I mean, if you're a top two or three seed, I don't I don't consider you a sleeper. I mean, top two or three, you can, you can make some noise. So... Like I wouldn't consider if, if Tennessee makes it to the to the national championship, I don't think that's a sleeper. If Michigan State makes it, I don't think that's a sleeper. If if Tennessee, I mean, if Texas Tech makes it to the championship, that's not a sleeper. However, three teams that I want to look at is Florida State, Syracuse, and Kansas. Florida State, and this is this is why. See, man, I hate Florida State because all you had to do was be Duke, man. All you had to do was be Duke, but you couldn't do it. You fumbled the bag. But Florida State, watching Florida State, they and and this is what they are every year. They are a young, athletic as hell, scoring team. No, they don't play. They don't play the best defense, but they always have. Linky fours and linky linky fives. They always have a bona fide score at the at the one or two position, and they're a scrappy team, and they're an athletic team. Bro, they have so many people that can jump above the rim, 
it's it's funny. Even looking at the Duke, when I was looking at the ACC championship, while Duke was pretty much had it pretty much easily, the first half Florida State was giving them all that they can handle. I believe they went into halftime tied up. Florida State can win some games. And seeing as they're in the, the West with Gonzaga and Syracuse and all them, they would I could see them knocking off a Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. Do I think it would happen? I don't know. But I, Florida State would be the perfect type team that can knock off a number one Gonzaga or knock off a number five Marquette, a number 12 Murray State. That could happen. Now, do I think Florida State can win it all? No. But they can make a deep run in the playoffs. I mean, in the in the tournament. And another team, which is someone in their bracket, is Syracuse. Someone in their same region as Syracuse. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't. I don't feel good about that one. <laughs> While Syracuse, Syracuse was, they do play all zone. They're pretty much synonymous zone. That's the only reason why why I have them could be a sleeper. They could. I I could see them doing one of two things. They can a go out the first week against Baylor. And even if they don't, I can see them getting smacked by Gonzaga. Or I can see them winning. Neutralizing Gonzaga's big men and not letting them pretty much dominate down low with their zone. I can see that. But then I I also don't know if if Syracuse can score enough. Because that's another team that pretty much fumbled the bag a lot of times. This year that cost them wins. I don't know. That could be sleeper, but uh, I'm, I might be sleeping right now. <laughs> Kansas and Kansas is the last team. And I'm, and I'm and there's there's really only one reason why. It's because they're pretty much playing at home. Come the Sweet Sixteen. They were they're playing in Kansas City, Kansas, which is. Less than an hour away from their from their home arena, and I could see North Carolina versus Utah State or North Carolina Washington being a, a physical game. Now, Kansas has struggled on the road, or out you know has has pretty much struggled on the road, but again. That's the benefit of that's the benefit of playing in Kansas City, Kansas. You're pretty much playing a home game. And while they did lose to Iowa State in the Big 12 tournament, they still wouldn't have to see them until if they do make it that far, which I don't see it. They wouldn't have to see them until the Elite 8. Kansas, I I can see them. I see them wholeheartedly being Northeastern. 
They could be Auburn. They could be New Mexico State. And they... They could be North Carolina just because of the pretty much the the home court advantage. And that's... that. It's like... So many things are falling right for them right now. Now, this all could be a mute point. They can get their ass blown out by Northeastern the first week. I don't know. But that's just, those are my sleeper picks. I, I really only see three. Again, if you're top two or top three, I don't really see you being a and – and I know that Florida State's four, but it's like one, two, three, and then a distant four. So I, I, could, see, I could see them making, making a – Making a, uh, a, a, a a deep run, to say. Who will be? All right. So, every year, there's always a player that makes, them name, makes their name for themselves in the tournament. Steph Curry. Mario Chalmers. Jimmer Fredette. Kimball Walker. There's always one player that makes a name, makes a statement. Like they, 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 they could have had a good season, but their name doesn't get big into the tournament. Nobody knew how good Steph Curry was until the tournament. Kemba just went on an incredible run from the Big East tournament to the national tournament. Hell, even Jeremy Lamb did the same thing. Shabazz Napier did the same thing. There's always one or two players that are going to make a name like, oh, man, these guys, this is, I'm going to remember this tournament because of this player. People are always going to remember the Steph Curry tournament. People are always going to remember the Mario Chalmers shot over Derrick Rose in Memphis. People are always going to remember Kimball Walker's run through the playoffs or Shabazz Napier and UConn's run through the playoffs. People are, people are always going to remember Jimmer Fredette's shot just because of how cold he was in the tournament. So I'm looking, and, and I'm pretty much naming, this, this part is who will be legend. Who will be, who will we remember from this tournament? And I have four names. And one or two are pretty much synonymous with each other. The first two names are pretty much synonymous. And that is John Morant or Marcus Howard. Marcus Howard has multiple 50-point games this year. Or at least multiple 40-point games this year. Marcus Howard is pretty much the only offense that Marquette has. Well, sustainable offense that Marquette has. And Marcus Howard can shoot the cover off that ball. And that's the same thing with John Morant. While John Morant might not be the shooter that Marcus Howard is, John Morant, is going to be top three, top four pick in the draft. From his athleticism to how much Murray State really depends on him, I see one of the, the you know the I, 
It could be one of those two. And another one it could be is Kobe White. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, I knew he was going to throw in a North Carolina player. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. When we talk about freshmen, hell, let's let's talk about going into college basketball. We heard about Zion. We heard about R.J. Barry. We heard about Cam Reddish. We heard about Nasir Little. We heard about a lot of freshmen. We didn't really hear too much about Kobe White. Going into the tournament, Kobe White is one of the top three point guards in the nation, and he's a freshman. Kobe White can shoot. Kobe White can slash. Kobe White has a handle. Kobe White is a great player. And Kobe White is one of the main reasons why North Carolina can win it all. Kobe White is tough to stop. And and I see Kobe White. Kobe White came in his uh the his first few games, he dropped 30, what, 32, 33? And do I think that do I think he's the main he he's the only reason why North Carolina can win? No, but he could make a statement. And he could really improve his draft stock this tournament. He's a six four guard. Like he's he's taller than Curry, which I was surprised. When you look at him play, he doesn't look tall at all. Maybe on TV. But I was like, yo, he's that Really? And lastly, and no, 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 I'm not picking Zion. He's already a legend. Like, come on now. <laughs> half the half the crap Zion has done this year. There's no way anything he can do in this in the tournament is going to change that. Like, there's no way you can be like, oh, well, I don't know who Zion is until when I watch the tournament. <laughs> Zion is a yeah, no. No. <laughs> what? Everybody knows Zion, Zion missed, what, three, four games and still going to go number one. Like, come on now. Come on now. It can't be no Zion. But the player it can be is R.J. Barrett. Now, I know you're like, wait, that could be a cop-out. R.J. Barrett. And I know I did a podcast a couple weeks ago saying you might want to rethink drafting Zion first. And you might want to go to R.J. Barrett. While R.J. Barrett does have his weaknesses, sometimes the ball sticks a little too much in his hands. Sometimes he, he takes wild shots when all he had to do was pass the ball to get a better shot. He's not the best three-point shooter. But R.J. Barrett, going into college basketball, was ranked number one. Now he's ranked like second or third. And this tournament, he could, I'm not saying that this tournament is going to rise his stock enough that he's going to overtake Zion. I don't think any GM's going to not take Zion. But R.J. Barrett can remind people why he can remind people why he was number one ranked player. 
going into college basketball as a freshman and why he will be top two selected in the NBA draft. And if you think that's a cop-out, like how how you going to do Zion and not – I mean, how you going to do R.J. Barrett and not Zion? Okay, I'll give you another player. Kyle Guy from Virginia. Kyle Guy has one of the best shots in college basketball. He's one of the best pure shooters in college basketball. The way his shooting form from how deep he can – he is one of the best shooters in college. If Kyle Guy – is not hitting for Virginia, they will lose. That's how good Kyle Guy is. If Virginia, well, yes, Virginia is a complete team, but if Kyle Guy is not hitting, they are losing. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So though that that's it. I have Marcus Howard, John Moran, depending on which one gets out of the first week. Kobe White. And I guess you can interchange between R.J. Barrett and Kyle Guy. Who wins it all? You know who I'm going to pick. You know exactly who I'm going to pick. You ain't got to ask me. UNC. And I'm not And I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan. And that, that's, that's, of course, one reason. But I look at UNC's bracket. If you can get through... Kansas and Kansas City, even if they don't make it, if you can make it, if you can be like Auburn, which is the hottest team in college basketball right now, or you can be the Houston or Warford or or Kentucky or a Washington or Utah State, if you can get through the Midwest bracket, I think you can win it all. And, and look at, and then let's look at the other number one teams, right? Yes, Duke didn't have Zion, but we beat Duke twice. And with Zion, Duke only won by one point. We were beating Virginia the entire game the second time until like the last three minutes when Kyle Guy went crazy and started hitting and crazy. It it wasn't just Kyle Guy. It was the, the entire team. I think the last two minutes they went on like a, like a 12-2 run, all threes. And we beat Gonzaga. Now, I know Gonzaga wasn't completely healthy, but we beat Gonzaga pretty handily, too. We're more athletic than Gonzaga. And we're not bigger than Gonzaga, but we shoot better than them. So those are the number one seeds. Look at the number two seeds. Michigan State, we can score better than Michigan State. And when we're on, our defense is not, is on the same level as Michigan State this year. It don't tell, Michigan did beat us, but Michigan has fell off, I'm not going to say fell off a cliff, but they've struggled. They've, especially going down the stretch. Our biggest number two threat is Kentucky. And that's, that's one because they're in our region, but that's 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 really the only number two I can see beating us handedly, if we do lose, because they did beat us before. But then again, we did beat ourselves because we had like fifteen turnovers that game, and a lot of those turnovers were unforced turnovers. And Tennessee, 
Tennessee is a small t- well they're 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 a rugged team but they're not the biggest team and we're not the biggest team either but if Tennessee's not hitting threes nah so my national championship I have North Carolina and I have oh you gonna think I'm crazy <laughs> I have North Carolina and I have Duke in the national championship. And I have North Carolina winning 72 to 68. So when you hear one shining moment, <laughs> we will be the last, uh, the, the blue and white confetti will be coming down. And the last picture will be us hoisting our second trophy in four years. And Roy William will go down in history as the only t- coach that had multiple vertigo episodes and win it all. And will be the only coach in North Carolina history to beat Duke three times in one season. So that's who I have winning it all. Winning it all. North Carolina. To me, we have the best guard in the nation. We have one of the best. We have the best three-point shooter statistically in the nation in Cameron Johnson. We have one of the best defenders in Kenny Williams. We have a rim protector in Garrison Brooks. And we have a solid veteran and Luke May. And when we play, we have Nasir Little coming off the bench. We 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 have players. And I have North Carolina beating Duke in the national championship. And and it's funny. The last thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, and the last thing I'm gonna talk about. Again, this is the unpopular podcast. I appreciate you guys for I appreciate you guys for you know listening to the podcast and everything. This is the March Madness special. People don't recognize women have a NCAA March Madness too. <laughs> I think their selection Sunday is tonight, I believe. I do know this. Right now, Baylor looks like the clear-cut best team in women's college basketball. And it's and it's crazy because this is the first year when UConn looks vulnerable. I think they lost like three times, which is like a losing record for UConn for how good they've been. But also, also, I think it's going to be Baylor and UConn in the national championship. And I know it's an easy cop-out because they're, they're probably going to be one and two. But I don't see too many teams beating Baylor, and I definitely don't see too many teams beating UConn. Now, I, I see Notre Dame could beat UConn. We got to see what, what Oregon's playing with because Oregon has some shooters. But I think – shit, I'm calling it here. Baylor's win the national championship for women. Baylor will beat 
UConn in the national championship. There you go. Man, there you have it. I, I appreciate you guys listening again. This isn't about to be no hour long. Thank you for bearing with me for being sick. I know you heard the tissues and the sneezing in the background. I appreciate it. This is the Unpopular Podcast. This is your boy Jalen. And until next time. Oh, wait. This is March Madness. Uh, my, you know who I have. Again, North Carolina winning. And let me know who you have winning. Let me know if, if you think I'm completely off in something. Let me know if you think you completely agree, you completely disagree with something I said. Leave it in the comments. Hit me up. Just let me know. Again, North Carolina's winning the national championship. You heard it here first. This is the, this is the Unpopular Podcast. And until next time, much love. Got my walking shoes on. Can't tell you where I'm going, but I'm walking down this lonely road. But at least the scenery is beautiful. And no matter what I do, I can't stop walking no on. I know it's the only way to go. And if I keep walking, I'ma be okay. Oh. It's not always about knowing why. Sometimes it's all about knowing what. And that's enough to keep you walking every day. Yeah, I believe, I believe. If I keep on walking, yeah, I know it when I see it walking, walking, walking. When I see it walking, oh, always waiting for something good to find you. But if it don't come, what are you gonna do? And that's why I'm walking, walking, walking. Gotta keep on walking, oh, walking shoes, walking shoes. Hey, I tell you when you gotta make. Mind. Even the winter feels like summertime uh. In the night you see the light of day Cause I've been blind for way too long And you can't take my light away Even though all my times are happy times I get unsure and hope for brighter days I never let it slow my pace So knowing failure ain't an option I've been promised and I'm on my way out